seems like you probably noticed uh, Tim Cook is doing a lot of interviews, a lot of press, traditional media stuff. There was the thing recently, what was it? Good, Not Good Morning. Uh, I don't remember what show it was, but it was one of the daytime shows. They came out and said, oh, there's going to be a, a big announcement. And, you know, we had a bunch of people speculating. They said it wasn't a product, but they said it was better than a product. It turned into being some kind of uh, humanitarian initiative. And, of course, they're going to make a big deal of it. That's what CEOs do. You know, I just thought the timing was interesting, given that it was kind of Samsung's week, given that we were talking about CES. You know, it's the tech wind down. There's not a lot going on in January. And Apple sort of just hangs around, sticks around in the uh, in the minds mm. of enthusiasts and the world and the business world and all the rest of it. Well, anyway, there's a new interview here. I guess he was on, what was it, Fox News? He was on Fox News. So once again, back into the traditional media. He wants to make sure you keep thinking about Apple. Yeah, he's always good with that. And he came in there, and they asked him about his new initiative. He says it's about opportunity and giving communities of color opportunity, and we could not be more excited about its potential. So he says all of the uh, you know corporate stuff, Apple's bigger than a brand, bigger than a business. We're not going to just sell you an iPhone. We'll sell you an iPhone, and then we'll do some stuff with the money. We'll do a few things with the money, but you still got to buy the iPhone. Yeah. Don't forget that part is still key for us. Uh, anyway, what's interesting to me out of this this interview, because a lot of it is sort of what you would expect it to be, is the portion about the Apple car and the way that it was handled. By the way, do you remember that guy, the interviewer from that debate? <laughs> you remember? Who? Uh, what is his Chris name? Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. You yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. You remember that debate? Mm. Gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen. He tried to be civil. He just, he couldn't, it was impossible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Poor I presume that there was maybe a little bit more rapport here in the Tim Cook interview. Although in the, in the image, Tim Cook looks angry, though. I don't know. He looks very, that's like when you catch a screenshot of me for a thumbnail on the later clips, and I have like a seething look. He does not look happy to be there at that moment right there. But maybe that's just the way he looks anyway. So, yeah, he was asked about the Apple car. And uh, the response was, well, I can't comment on rumors and so forth. That was the response from Tim Cook. And then Wallace comes back with, well, you can. You may choose not to, but you certainly, you're the boss. <laughs> oh, he hits him, hits him hard. Jeez, man. Obviously, you can't talk about the Apple car. Anyway, then Cook says, you're right. I choose not to. Touche. <laughs> so they had a little they had a little dance. Yeah. They had a little tango going on right there. Uh, it sounds to me like he's got something going on with the Apple car with that type of response. Mm -hmm. I choose not to. Touche. I choose not to comment on rumors. He didn't deny it. Didn't say yeah. absolutely not whatever that means to you. But anyway, Apple's got more stuff going on. You may have heard that they recently uh, banned that uh, parlor application, which is causing, I don't know, it's ruffling, feathers are being ruffled. 
I'm going to talk more about that in a moment, but okay. first I want to talk about the AirPods versus Galaxy Buds Pro video that I've been kind of working on, kind of uh, playing around with. I shot some of it and I ran into kind of, kind of some issues and I was wondering if those might be fixed up as new software rolled out to the actual phone, to the device, because... I was using it with the S21 Ultra, the Galaxy Buds Pro, and I was thinking to myself, wait a sec, there's some sort of a review embargo. This thing isn't even available to the public until the 21st when you can buy it. And I was like, is there potentially some of these issues may have to do with it? But anyway, mm -hmm. let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. So the, the feature that got me really excited was this uh, talking in order to engage the transparency mode, that it would sense your voice. I don't know if they have a word for it. What do they say? What do they call it? Not ambient uh, sound. They don't have a marketing speak. term. What's that? Something speak. Something speak? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's when you talk, essentially what happens is rather than having to touch the earbud or interact with the earbud in any way, in order to turn on the transparency mode and lower your music so you can have a conversation without putting much thought into it and you can dip back into your podcast or back into your music as soon as you stop talking or like maybe five seconds after you stop talking. This feature to me sounded very compelling. The, the more smarts that are in there, the more kind of background computing going on that your device is capable of. It takes the some of the... Uh, stress off yourself it just you know takes care of it those are the conveniences that we like those are the advancements that people uh, appreciate well that feature did not work how i wanted it to work i'm just going to say that right now it's not at that level yet but i don't want to spoil the whole thing i'm going to do the real comparison because there's other categories but i found this article here saying hey you know what apple should steal that feature and implement it on the next version of AirPods Pro. Mm -hmm. I can't say that that idea isn't a good one. I think the idea of this is fantastic. I just wonder about the implementation and if it's possible to get it in such a smooth way that it's rock solid and works every time. Because it's one of those features, Will, that if it fails even once, all of a sudden you're saying, well, I could have just tapped my earbud and now I got the transparency staying on and I wanted it to dip or I started talking and the transparency didn't kick in and now I'm tapping anyways and I'm frustrated because I was sold a feature that I'm not really utilizing. Mm -hmm. So I would say, yes, if Apple, Apple, if you choose to adopt it, I, I mean, I hope you can get it right. And also actually, hopefully there, um, hopefully there's a software update for the S21 Buds Pro combo that maybe enhances this particular activity because I did have a day one software update as soon as I cracked the Buds Pro. And I actually think that that update may have enhanced the problem instead of making it better. Oh. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take a little more time with it and make sure before I speak some words on it. Also, it has the Dolby ambient stuff in it. So there's a lot to test out and to compare, and that's coming up shortly. Uh, so this next story is kind of in the realm of what I was talking about, some of the stuff being thrown at Apple. We uh, obviously there's been all this story about Parler being shut down, taken off the app store, wiped off the internet. Amazon bailed. 
that who they they were their backbone was AWS. They were they were gonna sue Amazon or I don't even remember. They're looking for lawyers. Apple took them down. Google took them down. And people on that side, parlor uh, supporters, users, obviously they were upset. On the flip side of it, you had companies like Apple and Google that just didn't want to be affiliated with what was going on there. Now, a lot of that stemmed from uh, what those app stores would call, or I guess Amazon would say the same thing, a lack of a lack of uh, trust. No, uh, uh, like you know how Twitter would have a lack of moderation, really. Mm. How you would have some employees or some body or some algorithms or some like admins or mods all, all these things whatever these sites have to essentially find the speech or find the terms that are threatening or whatever else might be the complaint and eliminate that without necessarily taking down a whole network mm -hmm. that's the claim now other people all the variety of theorists think that there's more to the story and everyone's entitled to their own point of view on that but it does this next story kind of sheds light on the compl complicated nature of being a platform whether it's an app store or a social media platform apple got sued for not removing telegram from the app store over violent content and you're sitting there saying wait a second what how does that work so there's this group of people that thinks that there's no liability that lies with Apple that they should completely uphold and support any app that wants to do business on their platform. But this is the kind of weird way in which they could be potentially held accountable for something that does take place on their mm -hmm. private platform. And so this organization, they're called Coalition for a Safer Web, claims that by not removing access to Telegram, that they are, uh, that they're not supporting, well, here's a quote. Despite Apple's knowledge that Telegram is being used to intimidate, threaten, and coerce members of the public. So this group believes that Telegram is also a threat, not just Parler. Mm. Now, this gets weird because Telegram is mostly, as far as I can tell, a chat app. This is an app for messaging people. Yes. How can you private and encrypted in some cases? So what exactly are they referencing that they've seen being communicated here? Or are they targeting any, I guess you could, they could be looking at some sort of groups, group yeah. talk going on on Telegram. But anyway, they're very upset about it and they want telegram to be treated like parlor because it i guess for this group represents a danger to the public mm -hmm. uh, they are saying telegram is being used as a communication channel for the russian government and affiliated neo-nazi and white nationalist groups sowing misinformation and racial division in the united states and europe that's the, their Whoa. quote that's what they say is going on that's in telegram heavy. what's weird to me is i'm sitting there thinking couldn't that take place on other messaging platforms? Couldn't those groups use iMessage if they wanted? Yeah. I don't know. I maybe, 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 maybe not. Would Apple shut that down? But Apple doesn't read your iMessages. Yeah. And 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 let's say. And then what about Signal? 
Signal, everything is, is encrypted. They can't read anything. Mm -hmm. So how do you police what's being sent back and forth there? Anyway, I presume that if you're going to have a lawsuit, then this, this particular organization must have some evidence that this stuff is happening in some part, in some place on Telegram. But also Telegram has a massive user base. So it's hard to say shut down the platform for like one little, but I guess that the, after seeing what happened with Parler, it's like, well, maybe you can, I don't know. Enough companies got on board there, but those companies presumably saw some evidence there in that case as well. In fact, in this particular article, or maybe it's the next one, or maybe it actually was in the Tim Cook interview, he said, if they get their moderation under control, they can come back which I'm kind of like, uh, I don't necessarily know if I see that happening, but it seems to be at least what the official line on it is, is if they had moderation tools and a similar behavior to the other social media platforms, then maybe they could come back. If they ban Trump, they can come back. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here, Will? Yeah. It's, it's very it's... complicated because now they're getting sued. What? Yeah. Now you're suing a platform for not removing another platform. You just see how weirdly complex that gets. And once you go down this rabbit hole, once the genie's out the bottle. Anyway, so a little bit more about Parler. They did come back online, at least the website, not the, not the network. There was a post, I guess, from the president, the CEO. The message says, hello world, is this thing still on? And he comes and says, yeah, we're coming back. We're kicked off everywhere. Here, well, I'll just give the quote. Now seems like the right time to remind you all, both lovers and haters, why we started this platform. We believe privacy is paramount and free speech essential, especially on social media. It said, we will resolve any challenge before us and plan to welcome all of you back soon. We will not let civil discourse perish. And you know, for their for their fan base, that's exactly what they want to hear. They love for that fan base civil discourse. They love that stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, they're just um, clapping. And 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 who knows how the, if they're gonna be able to have the technology partners necessary to scale to wherever they happen to be prior. But it is. I mean, when Trump got banned off Twitter, it's like a power vacuum. You know, it's like uh, there's whatever, 80 million people that are looking for, in, looking to be influenced, looking to be led by something or someone. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of these actions, you can't uh, necessarily predict how that ends up and where that pans out. But for a company like Parler, they see opportunity. They see, hey, we can just quickly absorb 100 million uh, users right quick. We'll figure out how to monetize it later but we're gonna be interested in that, in that user base. And this is one of the complications. I mean, they're saying this stuff about free speech. I said to you previously, these are private enterprises. They got no responsibility in this area. In fact, they have no regulation in this area that they are the new public discourse. Mm -hmm. It's actually the government that would have to uh, hold them accountable to that in the first place if that was something that the that, that, that people that the citizens wanted to see. So for sure they don't have to. They don't have to leave anybody on the platform. Not 
not legally. They, they can do as they please, whatever's good for business. But I think there is some level of recognition now, and rightfully so, that some of these platforms should be looked at. And, uh, and people, citizens should figure out what the rules should be when it comes to all these variety of behaviors, because it does, especially in 2020 and 2021, it does represent a significant portion of our potential for discourse. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many people that that might be their main form of communication, mm -hmm. publishing, etc. Like try and run any of these businesses without this group of mega powerful companies that sort of uphold the web. And I think the AWS one is especially interesting to me because it's real backbone stuff. Mm -hmm. It's real wipe you off the face of the internet type behavior. So again, this is not meant to be political. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter which side of it sh that you align on because the type of speech that you might not be okay with could come from either direction. And, uh, and there seems to be no stable through line through all the variety of services mm -hmm. except for trump they all agreed on trump immediately yeah in tandem they're like you're gonna take down trump they're like you're gonna kick off trump oh we can do that too it's uh -huh. like everyone was waiting for approval i don't know who did it first i think facebook might have done it first yeah. but anyway we'll we'll see we'll keep an eye on this very complicated stuff speaking of complicated stuff man i had no idea about some of the situation going on with Samsung. I had no idea that this stuff was going on back in Korea. Mm. I just hadn't paid much attention. This guy, by the way, what's the, define Scion. Is that, is that the same as Air, like in, in royalty, H-E-I-R? What is a Scion? A young shoot or twig of a plant, a I descendant of a notable family. Okay, cool. So pretty much, yeah. It's like heir to the throne. Or a car. Yeah, or a car, that's right. This guy, heir to the throne of uh, Samsung, J.Y. Lee, is the son of the previous uh, leader the, uh, of Samsung. The elder Lee died October 25th, 25, after years in coma, which made his son the de facto leader of Samsung. Yeah, it's a very family-oriented uh, business. For sure. The problem is South Korea has some pretty intense rules around inheritance. Mm. I don't know wh what the origin of these rules is or why they're so strict about it. Probably to anti-corruption. If any family, one family gets too powerful, stays too powerful... They may have more influence than the government. I don't know. I'm just... Right. So here's the thing, all right? The family's wealth is estimated at $30 billion. Their tax bill for him to take over and take the inheritance now that his dad is, built, is dead would be $10 billion. Huh. $10 billion, one third. You can imagine not wanting to pay that. Hmm. That's pretty significant. Yeah. So they have been trying to find ways to have the succession take place with maybe a little finesse. And so this guy, the Scion, he has been recently, I guess, convicted of bribing officials. These are bribery charges. With, uh, funny enough, some horses. 
Horses? <laughs> Probably some high-end horses, man. Let me just do a control F on this. That's what I read. The, I think I read that too. Uh, the, here's what was alleged. Samsung provided horses and other payments to a confidant of the former president to win support to help ease his succession. Whoa, it's probably some high-end horses. Yeah. I'm talking like race horses, yeah. Will. Yeah, yeah. Those can be a million bucks, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe more, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm talking uh, Queen's Plate. I'm talking Kentucky uh-huh. Derby. Yes, I know that one. Queen's Play is the local one at Woodbine, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. One year, one time I think I went, I was betting on the horses, and I don't think I won any money, but it's fun. You know, you're cheering. You're yelling. Yeah, you're yelling. yelling your horse has a funky name. Old Biscuit. You know, you could take the kids down there, and you have yourself a time. Yeah. Anyway, so so he's in custody. He, had a, he initially had a sentence, and then the sentence was put on hold, and they were like, hey, maybe we should ease up on this guy a little bit. Uh, but now he's been sentenced to two years and six months in prison. That's not nothing for a multi-billionaire head of... Uh, head of a, Samsung. Really. Head of Samsung. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can we call him the head? It Isn't also, he by the, the CEO? I mean, he, he was definitely the... The, he's the vice chairman right now, oh. but he's the heir to the conglomerate. Like, he would eventually be the dude. That's what you would perceive. He's only 52 right now. You got to put in some more time. Mm. By the way, this situation also brought down the president. Goes to show you, we don't pay enough attention to what's going on in South Korea. There's all kinds of spicy stuff happening, and we don't pay enough attention. And uh, maybe we should every so often. It's kind of interesting to yeah. see how it all goes down. Now, speaking of Samsung, my goodness, this laptop they showed off. You see, this is some of the interesting stuff I'm talking about, South Korea. This thing, the blade bezel, this is what I want. This is unbelievable. This is what I need. I'm talking, look at how aggressive that is. The, the, the bezel is barely there. It's a 93% screen-to-body ratio on a laptop. Now, maybe this image kind of accentuates it further, but you can click play on a video, and you can see them show off just how advanced this new design is. Now, you're going to have an OLED display on there, which is also very nice and it's going to be lighter weight because of it and it's probably the technology that allows for for the entire package to be so slim and that slim bezel the other thing they did they had to hide the camera under the display so it's an invisible camera hole they call it under panel camera Hmm. this is the thing we've seen in smartphones probably going to see it sometime soon in a samsung smartphone Hmm. yes see i I said samsung (laughs) Are you Tim Cook now? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the way the sentence went together there, the timing of it. It just it just fit that way. That was fun. Yeah. So you'll probably Good see job. it in a upcoming S series, S22 or something where they'll actually pack the camera under the display cuz they're playing around with the idea on this new blade bezel. Is that what they're calling it? Blade bezel, which is interesting cuz Razer has the blade laptop. Hmm. Anyway, crazy thin, crazy light, and the whole lid is display. Now, I don't know when this thing actually ships. Of course, this is part of CES CES 2021. They say it's 50% thinner than conventional laptops. They reduce the width uh, from 2.1 millimeter to 1 millimeter. That's the display portion, 
one of the lightest laptops within Samsung's catalog, 30% lighter than laptops of the same size. So that's something to look forward to out of South Korea. Last story on Samsung, and this may actually affect their future uh, laptop designs. Samsung is bringing its Exynos chipsets to computers, according to Tipster. So this is in line with obviously what we've seen Apple do. There are talks that Qualcomm is going to bring a chip targeted at laptops. The whole ARM situation, everything's merging right now. Hmm. People want battery life, uh, uh, performance, connectivity. All this stuff is baked in. Some people's smartphones are more powerful than their laptops. So what do we got going on here? Mm -hmm. Samsung wants to be a part of that. I can see that. It is just a rumor for the time being. Samsung bringing its Exynos line of chipsets to a new computing category. Obviously, the company Silicon is already found in its family of smartphones, depending on region. Our Samsung devices ship with the Snapdragon stuff that in the video, I kept calling it the 875. It's actually the 888 because they decided to change their uh, scaling because eights are... Well, no, because... Eight is a really lucky number, and they're like, let's just do three eights. Hmm. We don't, you know, because they had the eight six eight fifty five, eight sixty five. In my brain, it was already eight seventy five. I see. And then I tweeted at them, and they like winked back, and they're like, nah, triple eight's cooler. And I was like, you know what? You might be, you might be right on that. Triple eight. Yeah. Well, how often do you get a chance to be triple eight? Never. Not. Anyway, they got a chance. So yeah, in, in our region, it's uh, our stuff ships with Snapdragon, but my understanding is that the Exynos stuff has been getting better and better, and Samsung might be ready to show off. Apparently, they'll be able to bring the, these Exynos chipsets to Windows PCs. Hmm. Uh, it all started with a tweet from the Galux. He said, Exynos for computers can't wait, and that started the whole... Well, that started the whole thing going, the rumor mill. started hmm. the rumor mill churning, but I would not be surprised. They make laptops themselves. Yeah. So that's an easy crossover. And, you know, at this point, it really seems like everybody's coming for Intel's money. Mm -hmm. Where's Intel in yeah, all this? They've been king for so long. Where's Intel in all that talk? Netflix just lost nearly 1 billion hours worth of content. Well, you already knew that because we've been talking about The Office moving over to the Comcast product, Peacock, and it represented tremendous viewership for Netflix. But the question now is whether or not Netflix brought the hours to The Office or if The Office brought the hours to the Netflix. Mm. And, and I figure you're the perfect guy to ask because you watch like 600 hours of The Office on yeah. Netflix. If The Office wasn't on Netflix and it was on another service, would you have spent those 600 hours? No. So in your yeah. case, Netflix brought the office to you. Yes. Yeah, it was more of a convenience thing. Um, I have a family plan with Netflix and um, it's just there and I just happen to just stream it yeah. when I'm bored. So that's the that's the premise of this entire article that you know Peacock is in the market now they're in the game and they feel that that they're going to well they're going to put a big bet down on the office which is not a terrible idea you're going to have to have some content to no, kick yeah, to kick things yeah. off but they spent a lot of money to get the office back or or to get the streaming rights I think it was what was it 500 million dollars Do you see that figure in there I believe it was 500 no that maybe that's too much was it, um, was it, Will? $500 million it was. Comcast paid $500 million for the streaming rights to The Office. 
That's a, another way to say that is half a billion. Mm -hmm. Did you know that 500 million is half a billion? Well, I know that a lot of people like The Office. I know. And they would go to another service. And to... keep that subscription for how long? Ah. Anyway. Watch all of the seasons. The argument that's good. made on this article is sim is is would be the same argument that I would make, which is that Netflix has this tremendous user base, and whatever they put on the homepage, an example used in this article is Tiger King. Like, who's going to know about Tiger King mm -hmm. unless the Net Netflix homepage exists? Mm -hmm. The Netflix yes. homepage exists so Tiger King can exist. Mm -hmm. If Tiger King was some niche series, maybe if it was on YouTube or something and people found it, it could be huge, but that would be for free. But on some other niche streaming platform, it'd be tough to take a risk on some random weird documentary series type of thing. I, mm -hmm. I suppose you could say the same, the one I watched back in the day, Making a Murderer. Mm -hmm. That was Netflix as well, right? Mm -hmm. They just got something and they're like, this is pretty good. They slap it on the homepage. They got the tremendous user base and bingo. Now, I feel like it's kind of different rules for Disney because their inventory and their brand name is so strong. Disney is Disney, and you're just like, oh, of course there's going to be stuff on Disney. Maybe I'll take a shot at the subscription. Mm -hmm. But my thing about The Office is I just don't know that it's that brand. It's more of a casual viewing. I don't know. I'm sure there's some super fans. They're mad right now. They say, no, it's not. The Office is my religion. Get out of my face. Yeah. That's what they're saying they're to me. They're coming right now. for you. So that's fine too. Whatever you think. But uh, it is interesting how Netflix has been able to make hit shows where you never expected them to be, like in a, the example of Tiger King. But they also, I guess, did you watch the Ozark one? Yes, it's great. Okay, so that was theirs too. Yep. Right? So there you have it. Watch this. We finally have humans attempting okay. to fit into the brand new third row seating on the Tesla Model Y. This is a new option that they just made available. They had talked about previously. People very curious, is it actually a usable seat? And of course, we now have our answer via this video in which one individual six feet tall tries to fit back there and a shorter individual, I think five foot four or something like that. You will see here just how tight it is. Now, of course, they also show off the cargo and stuff. So this is a five foot four person. They have, oh, I don't know, six inches, four inches, five inches of headroom. Six foot tall person is touching Ooh. the ceiling. Don't be confused. That second row leg room that they show first, don't get too excited. Wait till she gets in the last row and she's five foot three. She get in that last row and it's pretty tight. And I would not, I'm getting claustrophobic looking at it. There you go. That's the last row. Now I get it. It's a small, it's it's a, it's a small SUV, and they're just giving you the bonus row, and they fully expect you to put kids back there, not adults. So I shouldn't be getting claustrophobic. So I shouldn't be getting bothered. They do sell a bigger vehicle if you want it, but like for an adult, that is pretty claustrophobic in the third row, based on this video. I guess for emergencies. Yeah, or a really short trip. You got to get a group of people yeah. somewhere. You lose your basically your entire trunk, which I think you can see there. I mean, they were able to kind of fit the stroller upright and get the child back there. Huh. Uh, it's almost like uh, the headrest is poking out of the window. Yeah, you. Yeah, the headrest probably is going to pretty much touch the glass on the rear door, yeah. on the on the trunk or uh, it's a hatchback, so the rear door. But yeah, it's a kid seat. 
So just don't get to, don't have unrealistic expectations here in the Model Y. If you, if you need more room in the, in the back seat you, or the third row, you got to get the bigger SUV. That's the bottom line. Yeah. The kids seem happy there. Yeah, you, the kids would yeah. think it was fun to be back there. Uh-huh. But anyway, this is our first glance, and now we know what the Model Y brings as far as the third row. This next one is so weird. Uh, keeping it with Tesla for a second, Jamie Lynn Spears, I believe that would be Britney Spears' sister, called Tesla the secret cat killer. Why? Said that Elon Musk owes her some new pets. Uh oh. This article is so weird. By the way, she deleted all of this now. That time has passed and probably because it got some attention. Oh. Her claim, which is actually hard to even know. I don't know if her cats are dead or somebody else's cats are dead. Or maybe she's just imagining that cats could be dead because of how quiet Teslas are. Here, here, here's what it says. We have now lost, I don't want to tell you how many cats because they don't hear the Tesla crank and unfortunate things happen. And it's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved. I mean, that sounds like your cat died when you pulled mm-hmm. out in the Tesla. How many, how many cats <laughs> did she own that died from a Tesla? Sound like, sound like more than one. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, there's the next, here's the next thing she says. By the way, this is not a post. This was an Instagram video, which is now deleted. Uh, here's, the, here's another quote. Somebody's got to let Elon Musk know that Tesla is a secret cat killer. Ugh. Elon, Mu- Elon Musk, let's figure this out. You owe me a couple cats. Is she completely joking? Is she completely joking? And, it's, it's, and people are not grasping her sense of humor. Yeah. Yes? Maybe it is a joke. Uh, I don't know her. I, I don't know You're her. stressed out right now. Look at you. You're like, like, what is going on here? Is she supposed to be witty? Is she like a funny person? I don't know that either. This is a weird way to be funny, though, because I would, I think, I mean, if you look at the articles being written, people took it seriously, obviously. This has covered a number of different websites. She, anyway, she backtracked. She came out and said Tesla is not to be blamed and was never intended to be oh. in her Instagram update. What? So you, you blame Tesla and then you said they were never intended to be, which leads me to believe either you got some negative attention or, um, or you were joking and no one got the joke. Oh. One or the other. But this got to be one of the weirdest exchanges What's a Tesla crank? I think am she I, uh, I think she means the fact that Am that, I missing something? I think she means like the 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 motor, but she's calling it the crank. Oh. Teslas don't make a lot of noise. They are actually though required to make some noise below a certain speed for exactly this purpose. Right. Uh but yeah. It's it's a bit it's a bit gruesome to imagine as a joke or if it's not a joke mm-hmm. either way very it's very weird very hard to interpret yeah it's exactly did are there a bunch of dead cats at the hands of a tesla or does she think dead cats at the hand of a tesla is a funny idea either way it's relatively gruesome 
Yes. Uh, if it's a joke, it's very abstract, and and I don't think Elon got it, and I don't think most of the internet got it. Or maybe Elon loves it. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. New York Times is worried that kids are playing, playing too much, too many video games during the pandemic. And uh, Kotaku is upset at the New York Times for suggesting such a thing. Mm. Specifically, Zach, he says, hey, man. Video games are, like, the only thing we can do. Sheesh. Right. Uh, obviously, the New York Times take is, was, a, I, I, I presume, a little more uh, targeted at the dangers of too much screen time, mm -hmm. which there is that piece as well. There's both sides to it, as usual. But I'm sort of more on the side right now of, yeah, global pandemic, I know all my kids' sports got canceled. There's just not a lot to do. And for the record, they singled out kids. No, 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 no. Everybody's playing yeah. too much right now. Yeah. Look at the GPU prices. <laughs> Look at the consoles. Look at how fired up everybody was getting over Cyberpunk and how their whole life was meaningless now because mm -hmm. it didn't work out. Yes. People are gaming right now because they're what do you want them to do? I mean, you can go for a walk so many times, but I came over here and you're watching snowboarding videos because you can't even go snowboarding. Yeah. So you're just watching a guy snowboard. You got the screen time. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Everybody's trying to pretend they're not locked up right now. Uh-huh. And people are practically... It, it's a type of... Uh, it's not a quarantine, but it's close. Yeah. And so people are doing what they can to get by, and, and the video games are acting as kind of a useful distraction for those that the monotony is building up. And escape, whether it's good or bad, you know, in their reality. Yeah, they rea can actually escape. Yeah, reality is a bit strange right now. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know me, Will. I still recommend if you can get out, take the walk, uh, or even just around a block, take a break. Yeah. Uh, just just a variety of things so it's not just zoned in on the one specific you know read a book whatever uh so i get i understand the merit of both sides but i would say this is one of those circumstances where it's a little bit more justified than usual mm. that's what i would say oh did you see this one remember how everybody was all fired up about the monolith showing up mm. first in the desert and then everywhere else this guy took it to another level in uh, Minnesota, in Minneapolis. He said, oh yeah, I see your monolith and I raise you. I raise you a caveman in an ice block on a regular trail that people are going to pass by. Scroll down, you see a picture there. Is it real? Yeah, I raise you. Oh. I, I raise you to this level. That's terrifying. <laughs> Imagine you're just going for a hike. <laughs> okay. First off, it's not real ice. It's a it's plastic, but it really looks like ice, particularly when you're in Minnesota and uh, it's out there on the side of the trail, packed in snow. It's pretty convincing. The artist here, his name is Zach Schumach. He says he created this piece to get people off their phones and into the outdoors. And I have to tell Why? you, I gotta tell you, Why Will. terrifying them? If you and I were taking a hike in the park with Otis, 
and you we happen upon this thing i'll tell you one thing we're not doing yeah it, we're not looking at our phones well i mean oh or maybe I to, would. to take a picture yeah, take a picture okay that you. doesn't count that doesn't count and would you take a photo right away or would you inspect first because i would have to inspect first inspect yes yeah i mean Let's see if it's safe i think the the phone like i'm gonna take a picture wouldn't happen till i mean i think i would check it out for a good six minutes prior to snapping a photo yeah i i agree yeah so you gotta we, analyze the situation and i just kind of like where he's coming from because you can imagine you you the entertainment value here on your daily walk that's gonna brighten your whole day yeah i i know uh, it's kind of scary the way he did it there's greg the ice man with the with the with chilling the, out yeah i mean the, <laughs> hey man I realize they could scare some kids or something, but I'm just saying the novelty of it. You would get home and you'd be, uh, you know, eating lunch. You'd be like, man, that was pretty crazy earlier with the thing. And uh -huh. we, we yeah. need those kind of moments yeah. right now, kind of yeah. like the video games. You Something to break you out of the current, uh, what word did I use? Monotony. There you go. I really hope that there's more uh, art sculptures around the world well like this this, this kind of stuff hikes. motivates it right yeah one yeah. artist would see this and then they would be inspired They'd be like oh i can do this and uh -huh. yeah i don't know what the rules around it are I, I think this guy took a photo of himself in front of it so i'm sure he'll collect it at some point but it really fits into the landscape where he placed it well. here's another weird one another one perfect for the times this guy was hiding in the Chicago airport or O'Hare for three months. Hmm. And he finally got caught. And he said the reason he was in there is he was hiding from COVID. <laughs> Which I don't know that the airport is the best place to hide from it. But there's a lot of unanswered questions here. So he is originally from Orange, California. So they were trying to figure out first, why is he in Chicago, first mm. of all, in the airport for three months? So he lives in California. That's his address. Oh. Yeah, he claims to be from Orange, California. He was asked why he hasn't flown home. He cited COVID. And... The, the way that he got caught is he actually had the badge on of an actual airport worker, and he was in a restricted area of the airport mm. for three months. And so now people are saying, wait a second, how do you pull, pull that off? Mm. Oh, by the way, the, the person whose badge he had, they reported it missing. There's nothing, oh, nothing yeah. happened to that person yeah. or anything. Okay. No, need to, no need to do a whole Netflix series over here, okay? <laughs> But he got the badge somehow, and they, they, so they found it. And here's a quote from the court. The court finds these facts and circumstances quite shocking for the alleged period of time that this occurred. Being in a secured part of the airport under a fake ID badge, allegedly, based upon the need for airports to be absolutely secure so that people feel safe to travel, I do find the alleged actions do make him a danger to the community. So, yeah. A lot of unanswered questions, but just bizarre enough to make it on the tail end of the show here. Interesting. How about this 85-foot smart yacht that actually sails itself like a Tesla? Oh. So it's autonomous. 
It's a futuristic brainchild from the design studio Max Zhivov. This thing, I mean, you don't need to know how to do anything well. You could just pick one of these up and just it'll take care of you. You just open up an app on your phone, huh. hit the direction. It will take care of the entire route. It will be able to tell if there's some sort of obstruction under the water. You know, mm. rocks and things, because if you were in charge, you'd be hitting all those things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Bump the concept is, is equipped with high-tech autopilot system. It uses the latest artificial intelligence technology to navigate. It will be able to approach a berth at the right distance for mooring. Now we're getting into the naval terms. Don't make me bring up those sea shanties. Ugh. So, yeah, it could pull up for mooring on its own. That's the most stressful part. I don't know if you've ever been on a yacht, Will. Have you ever been on a boat? I have. Okay. What? Yeah. How big was the boat? Uh, I mean, it wasn't this size. I don't even. It was actually this size. Yeah. Wait a second. But it, it didn't look like this. Wait a second. What kind of boat were you on? Explain to the people. Oh, well, we were on like a, a ferry. Kind of like a ferry. It was like or was a, like a cruise, like a drinking cruise type yeah, of thing. It was like a uh, one okay. night cruise. Sure. I was. I meant more that you were a part of the crew. That it was that you I was a sea shanty. Yeah, no, you were just you know, because when I was growing up, my grandfather had a boat, yeah, and it was always uh, stressful. To it was a fairly yeah. large boat. It wasn't this big, but for a citizen, just a regular dude, it was a fairly big boat, and so it would always be stressful trying to get this thing correctly into the to the mooring and everything. Like it was just. It, it was always you, an experience. A little, a little bit of yelling, yelling and screaming. Yeah, you could. We could throw the little bumpers over the side, but I was mean, you could really screw boat? it up. And generally, a lot of people would be watching. If you had to go fill up with gas or something, you'd have a big oh. uh, audience as well. Oh. Now, me on the other hand, if I'm ever when I've gone to the cottages and stuff, I've only ever had a small boat or uh, a sea do like a jet ski or something. Even those, though, it can be stressful. When you're just rolling up and uh. but anyway this one takes all that headache out because it takes care of it it's autonomous the dracar s controlled directly from an app on your phone the idea is you charter the yacht for a short trip of one to four days once aboard you choose the destination via the app and the system automatically charts a court a course and sets sail look at the interior on that thing yeah very I, modern i mean could you relax in there or no oh Whatever. I hope so. I hope so. Well, I hope you can at least relax in there. Anyway, it's a it's a render. I don't know if it's going to be made or not, but it's about time. I think we're ready for autonomous yachts. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Last oh. one of the day. Epic <laughs> fast food fails. Reality versus the adverts. This is oh. when you see the picture of the food. Well. And then, like, the, whatever the brand advertises, then you actually get it. Oh. And you know how it's always, I mean, it never meets the criteria of the picture. No. And no, so no. the question is, from, from which brand, how, how much distance is there right. from the picture and what you end up with? So you can just click through a few of these for us, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, oh my goodness gracious. What is that? Arby's? It Be looks like it. Beef yeah, and cheddar. Okay. Beef up your mood. Mmm. <laughs> Still good? 
<laughs> hey, their beef and cheddars are great. No, I know, but I, let's look at the first picture. Look at the first picture. I, yeah. Okay. Look at that picture. And the, go. the melting okay, now go, cheese. Now go to the other one. <laughs> a lot of this has to do with the camera and the lighting. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, it obviously is squished compared to the photo, but the photo's unrealistic to begin with. Well, right. yeah, that's true. All right. Keep it moving. Let's do the a few. The bun looks uh, similar. Let's do a few more here. All right. That's some kind of really tall chicken sandwich. By the looks of it. Well, you didn't have to take the lid off. Oh, oh they're tiny. Look at the size of the key. There's chicken sliders. Oh, they're sliders. They held up the key for scale. They're very upset, this user, this individual. <laughs> well, the chickens are very small. Yeah. They're, even in the slider. It's the size of a key. It's like a chicken nugget on bread. Yeah. What is this? Is a 7 Eleven sandwich? Turkey sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> It's just bread. <laughs> Not a lot of toppings. Oh boy. Not a lot of toppings in there. Oh man. Sirloin third pound burgers. Ah, that one's not. I mean, that one's kind of okay. kind of believable. Steakhouse burger. No, I think that's it. You made it to the end. I don't think you actually were at the beginning. When I send oh, you these articles, these you're articles, already like a few always, slides uh, through. You're always a few slides in there, Will. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> Let's do a few more. We're in the more. weeds now. Just, no, do a few oh. more. Do a few more, please. I want you to see the meatball sub, all right? Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go backwards. <laughs> no, you don't. Is this how this website yeah, is designed? I'm telling you. You got to go all the way back? All right, fine. But okay. you're going to do it in reverse because this is some sort of Kung Pao chicken situation. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, oh general, that general. How do you say that, General Tao? I think so. But I it's TSO. So. Yeah. I, it should be so, General So. I just love what we're doing right hey, now. Hey, this doesn't look too bad, you know? No, I, I think the French toast is fine. And I think people really need to people just change their expectations here. You're not getting the picture. Stop it. The picture was never real. It's not a fail. It was never going to be that. That picture only exists in fantasy land. Hey, at least it, it might taste good, too. It probably you know? does. Yeah. It, you know? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, that's just a different angle on the picture. That's all that is. Although the bun is definitely not a croissant there. And it's def not? It definitely is there. It's just a weird <laughs> misshapen <laughs> croissant. Croissant. <laughs> I just want you to get to the meatball sub and then we're out of here. Okay. Never mind the chicken. Yeah, just to get to the meat. Like, that looks normal, that last one. There you go. Like, so, this person just ripped half this. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice, man. Come on. Like. That's delicious. It, it was doomed. It was obviously going to fail. We, all right. Let's get out of here, Will. Right, what, right. what are we doing with our lives? Let's get out of here.